whenever my world falls apart I never lose hope or lose heart Whatever the form of the storm that may brew Not with you to lean on, darlings, you Hello and welcome to the Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. When Elliot Dash was here to talk about Ragtime the Musical, we talked about Ragtime the Book and Ragtime the Movie. We had a real ragtime... I don't know, that's a bad one. Anyway, we joined the conversation already in progress. Have you ever read the book? No. Oh, no. it's... Well, I mean, obviously I have it here on the table, but it is... It, E.L. Doctorow is my favorite author, and it is a, to me, a remarkable, remarkable book. Uh, the movie, less so. Um, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Debbie Allen, right? Debbie yes. Allen, Mandy Patinkin, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, James Cagney in his final right. film. The the cast and the, oh, right. I can never remember. This is embarrassing. The actor who played Cole House, who had a short, unfortunately short career, Howard Rollins. Yes, um, and he was you know I, I I don't the movie I think. Perhaps was suffering from poor direction. Uh, it's just that the things were not as significant yeah. as, as you know, when you see a see the musical, or, or I'm sure as you read the book, um, um, it wasn't necessarily a bad movie. It just was not memorable. Yeah, it has yeah. it has a real. F- it, it's very long. It's two hours and thirty five minutes long, and it. <laughs> the book has so much in it, and the musical does a much better job of streamlining. To the important stuff, cutting things, mixing things together, and the movie tries to do, I think tries to do too much. Also, apparently they ran out of money at some point <laughs> while filming, which is why, and they sort of were filming it, as I understand it, chronologically, which is why the end of the movie does feel very fast, like the mm-hmm. movie just kind of falls off. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, right. it's a it's an amazing, it's a great accomplishment. It feels like it should more be a miniseries than a um than a film with again a great cast Mary Steenburgen as I'm looking at this list Brad Dourif it's it's yeah it's an, uh, Pat O'Brien yeah. great I'm gonna stop reading that I'm gonna that <laughs> um, and directed by Milos Forman who was had had won an Oscar already for One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and would win another one in a couple years for Amadeus so right. it it's right. got all the pedigree right it just doesn't it just doesn't come together no. but the musical does and that's what we're here to talk about yeah. Um, this it's funny that Tata is an interesting. I don't want to dwell too much on this, but Tata right. is a very interesting character. Changes they've made from the novel. Uh, Tata in the novel is a much more hard line, um, traditional, uh, orthodox Jewish man who mm-hmm. has a moral compass of the universe that is tested over and over again. And in the in the novel, the mother isn't dead. He actually leaves her oh. because there the. Tata and Mama, as she's called in the novel, and the little girl are living in a tenement apartment. They can't pay their rent. The Mm -hmm. mother sleeps with the landlord to pay the rent, and he throws her out of the apartment and then leaves and takes the little girl with him and goes on this journey. He's a much less sympathetic character who learns that the world is more nuanced than he he expects. He also, for a brief... but The other character in the novel who gets a lot to do... Uh, is Evelyn Nesbitt. She ends up with Tata for a little bit in the novel until he finds out who she is. Uh, he, well, well. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? She goes on this whole, like she meets all the characters in the, in the novel. It's really very interesting. And in, in, the, in the musical, she has obviously this uh, fantastic number and is more treated as a cautionary tale of fame than mm-hmm. anything else. 
Uh, though the real in 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 the in the novel, she she meets up with Emma Goldman for a while, which is how she ends up with Tata. In real life, I found out uh, Evelyn Nesbitt donated a ton of money to Emma Goldman. Um, when she got a settlement, I don't know if she got money from the Shaw family after the trial, and she gave large portions of it to Emma Goldman to help with her cause. I know, isn't that fascinating? Wow. It's a really interesting, like, and for no apparent reason, like, there obviously was a reason, but there's no record of them having interacted or having mutual friends. She just saw a political cause she believed in, and she gave some money to it. And yeah, it's so history is kind of even stranger than the fiction we're talking about right now. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> I mean, the, the times that we're living in, nothing. Oh, nothing would surprise me. Nothing yeah. surprises me yeah. anymore. You're going, really? <laughs> every every day. We're yeah. Going, oh, really? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, new and fun things to say really to. Yeah. Well, and not so fun things. Well, there's, yes, there's I think none of them that, are. Yeah. Stuff that's happening in our country right now, I, I, I didn't necessarily think we would be living again through um do you think we yeah. were ever not no i mean it feels to me like it's no. just come like especially with a show like this to frame for you the mm-hmm. beginning of the 20th century in such stark contrast yeah there's a whole i mean evelyn has this whole thing in the novel of transformation where she goes she she gets off the swing joins up with emma goldman emma sort of ceremoniously undresses her and takes the corsets off and releases her back into being a real person right which is right, how right. she then hooks up with tata right. until right. she gets recognized and then tata kicks her out tata has a lot of problems with women in the book uh and but his his sort of like you say it, it is complicated in real life but the the great thing about this story is that it it lives in the complications. There are no, you can view Cole House as a hero. You can view him as a villain. Um, You are given full understanding of his motivation and full sympathy Mm -hmm. with his motivation. Actually, I will say the two songs that nail me in this show, both are younger brother songs. The first one is The Night the Goldman Spoke in Union Square. If you're sitting down at the end of that song, I don't even know who you are. Calling out her name, shouting what he did not know, and he found that he was standing on a chair with a heart as clean and new as the freshly fallen snow. The night that Goldman spoke, I've been waiting for you at Union Square. There is such a yes, and the call and the rise yes. of that, like yes. of of, it, of him awakening, as it says. Um, there is also a fun Easter egg. I'll, I'll throw it in in that song. If you've read the book, she Goldman yells at him. You, he thought he heard her say, "What brings you here today?" Poor young rich boy masturbates for a vaudeville talk. What a waste of a fiery heart, dear. He thought she said in the book. When Emma Goldman uh, gets Evelyn Nesbitt and undresses her and sort of massages out all the the kinks of her body, lets her body take its natural shape again, Younger Brother's actually hiding in the closet, masturbating, and falls out at the end of the scene. Oh, my God. So that's a good... Yeah. E.L. Doctoro described liking the musical a lot because he always liked the book, but he thought it was a little dirty. And the musical kind of excised all that and got right to the core. And he's like, I think that might have been a better idea. Because you can't know. I can't sitting know. around going, gosh, we're going we're gonna to leave yeah. this in. So okay. We're going to stage this. All right. Everyone sit we're down. We're going to add a right. new song. <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to oh, cut this one. There's a lot going oh, on oh, in that scene. make the studio. A lot of scenes. <laughs> uh, but the other one is the song, actually, that comes right after that, which is He Wanted to Say. He 
wanted to say I am not who I appear to be He wanted to say Do not blame me for my past We have, have different, different lives and faces But our hearts have common places This was deep inside me And you helped me find it at last Two men meeting for a moment in the darkness One turning from One waking to America Two men fighting for a moment in the darkness They're the same Which is a beautiful song and kind of inverted anthem where these characters are thinking what they're thinking you know you get to they can't speak to each other so we hear their thoughts coming out and that that refrain of the two men meeting that keeps kind of returning comes back in a serious way but as a writer I'm super envious also because it ends on that great but all he said was I know how to blow things up Yes. <laughs> Which is actually all that needs to be said. It is a, it is a, you know, it's very funny, and it's a nice way to get us into a nice joke before things get really, really dark. Yeah, but it is a, it is an appropriate thing. That is what he would say. He's like, I have something to, like, I could, we could go into this complicated racial discord, but you know who I am. We've met earlier, right. and I can blow things up, right. and you really need me on yeah. your team. <laughs> and he does take him. Yes. He's like, gotcha, like, sold. And then we're off. Here's your, here's your African American Union card. Yes. <laughs> make sure that you show it at the door. Right. Well, and there's a nice. I think it's in the movie too. There's a nice thing of him always having to wear a mask because he's the white guy in the crowd of black guys. He stands right. out a little bit, right. and so he has to, you know, sort of deny his entire identity to the. And there actually is a very nice scene in the movie at the end, where because it's in the play in the musical, it's Booker T. Washington who comes in to sort of talk Cole House down. But in right. the book and in the movie, it's father who is charged with coming in Boy, and negotiating. You, you remember so much. much I, 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 it's, I, it's been such a long time since I've seen seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay? Such a long time ago. There's you a remember? great look he exchanges with his brother-in-law where he sort of recognizes him in the crowd and kind of has this like, oh God, like this is really, this is out of control. Like This is very out. Yeah, and he sort of, it, it's a nice moment. Because, it also happens in the book because it startles father into being like, okay, this is real. I need to like really like, I've been sent in yeah. here to talk this guy out. I really, really need to do that because yeah. I'm related to that yeah, guy. Yeah, We've, I, got, I got, you know, the yeah, stakes are now much higher. Much, much higher. Yeah. The original cast is produced and edited by me, Patrick Flynn. The original cast is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at OriginalCastPod. You can follow me, Patrick Flynn, on Twitter at UnknownPenguin. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts from the convenience of your iPhone and or check out the original cast on Stitcher if that's how you get down. My thanks to Elliot Dash for coming down and talking to me. I'm Patrick Flynn. And I can't. I have rehearsal.